welcome to the Mind Your Business Show, hosted by Valerie Jackson, the founder of Fierce Focus Strategies. Hi, welcome to the Mind Your Business Show. I'm Valerie, your host, and today I am particularly excited to have a good friend of mine with me, Emily Brown. Now, I'm just going to tell you, you are in for a treat. Emily is an incredible person, and we haven't known each other that long, and it's like we became fast friends right away, and so I'm excited to introduce Emily Brown. So Emily specializes in helping smart, passionate women win the war against chronic autoimmune conditions using a mind-body-soul approach as a certified health and wellness coach and host of the podcast, Autoimmune Health, How to Feel, Look, and Live Better. And she also has a YouTube channel under the same title. In her talks, Emily shares her journey to wellness after being diagnosed with a debilitating autoimmune illness, as well as practical tips for quelling inflammation, lowering stress, and adopting a healthy body image. Emily is pursuing a master's in human nutrition and functional medicine from the University of Western States. And she is a proud graduate of Howard University. Emily lives in Washington, DC with her husband and two children. Emily, welcome to the Mind Your Business Show. Oh, Valerie, it is so good to be here and to be with you once again. I know we just spoke for a long time yesterday, but I can never get enough of you, Valerie. You know, I love I our conversations. The, oh, thank you, Emily. <laughs> I feel the same. We have such great conversations, right? We do. And they just, you know, we'll say, okay, we're only going to talk for a few minutes. And then... <laughs> I believe what I hear sometimes is the sound of hungry children in the background. I don't know. <laughs> that's probably, yeah, that's our, that's usually our cue, I think. It's like, right, okay, right. got to go like, now. Okay. If you got, in, got on the phone just after lunch, it's now dinner time. You need to go feed your, <laughs> your husband. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, Emily, I will say, you are, again, one of my... Um, one of the people that I am grateful for because we met kind of, you know, it, it was meant to happen, mm -hmm. but it was one of those, but had we not, we wouldn't have, right? So I took off one day to a women's business networking event. It was a small group. And then there was this bright face in the crowd. I mean, pretty much everybody else I knew Mm -hmm. And we had a great conversation. And then the very next day, we saw each other again. And we just kind of knew this was meant to be. And it has been. So I really am so grateful that our paths cross and uh, that I can now call you my friend. Oh, I feel the same, Valerie. <laughs> and I always think about that time when we first met because I recall not getting your information the first day we met. And I was like, oh, no, she left, and I didn't get her information. And then, you know, we happened to see each other the next day. So, again, I agree with you. It was totally meant to be. We were meant to be friends. Absolutely, because I had the same feeling. I thought, okay, I'm going to call the organizer and find out who that girl was. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of incredible. Aww. So here's something I've been learning about you, and our, and our conversations have gone just wherever they've gone. Like, we had one yesterday, and I think you got off the phone thinking, oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
away some layers of the onion that I don't think you knew were there. Um, but the more I learn about you, the one thing that has been consistent is your message and your passion for the work you do. So I want to know a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about the heart of the business mm -hmm. of autoimmune health. Yeah, I love that question, the heart of the business. Um, you know, I think my, where this all stems from is, you know, me going through this process of learning that I had an autoimmune condition and then, you know, having that journey of trying to figure out how do I take care of myself now? So to give you a little backstory, I was diagnosed with my first autoimmune condition. I actually have three, but I was diagnosed with my first um, when I was in my early 20s. Actually, it was a year, about a year after I had our first child. And I had these really mysterious symptoms that I just quite did, didn't understand where they were coming from. Initially, I thought, well, maybe I'm pregnant again but my stomach wasn't growing, you know, other things were happening, but that, you know, the common pregnancy signs weren't there. So it wasn't until a family friend, actually, she, we were back home in Georgia for, um, for Christmas, actually. And she noted that I had some telltale signs. She's a doctor, so she knew, you know, what to look out for. And she said, you might want to get your thyroid checked. And first of all, you know, I didn't even know what a thyroid was, of course. And then she said, you need to go to an endocrinologist. And so again, I'm learning these new words and terminology. And uh, lo and behold, I was eventually diagnosed with a condition called Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which indeed does affect your thyroid. So I have the hypothyroidism um, version of the autoimmune condition in which my thyroid just doesn't produce the hormones that it should and it has a low function. So I have to supplement my thyroid with, um, with you know, thyroid hormones from medication. So, you know, it really just stems from all of that. And, and of course it was like many years before I learned that, you know, a lot of other things are connected to your health, your well being, and things like nutrition, things like stress, things like, you know, how much you're moving your body or not. So it just took many years. So my heart is really to help shorten the learning curve for other women who've been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition so they don't have to go years and years um, trying to grapple with their condition. Okay, wow, that's a fantastic story and journey. Mm -hmm. So I guess I should take a couple steps back because I'm learning so much from you. What is an autoimmune condition? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, that's a great question too. You know, an autoimmune condition essentially means that your, your healthy tissue is attacking um, other tissue in your body and other cells. So it, it, your immune system normally will mount an immune response or fight against viruses and bacteria. However, with an autoimmune condition, your immune system is seeing your healthy cells as pathogens and as bacteria. So it's attacking those healthy cells and destroying, trying to destroy them. So, you know, in a sense, your body is attacking itself and it's, you know, your, your own worst enemy in a sense. Um, and unfortunately your immune system is overactive. It's overproductive. So it's doing its job, but it's just doing a little too much. <laughs> we just wanted to calm it down. Uh, so your, uh, your immune system is just being over, overactive in a sense. Wow. Okay, so here's one of those conversations where I've already learned a lot because I <laughs> never 
understood that's what an autoimmune condition was about. And then you said something interesting is that you were diagnosed with your first in your 20s. Mm-hmm. So you can have several things going on that are falling under the heading. Would that be the right way to, to uh, characterize it or, or categorize it as an Absolutely. autoimmune condition? Absolutely. And there are technically, there are over, I think, 80 or 100 autoimmune conditions. And it seems like they keep adding more. So when, you know, when the health community or medical community doesn't really know what's happening, I think the, the default is to say that it's an autoimmune in nature. So unfortunately, we're seeing a lot more autoimmune conditions come up and it just doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon, unfortunately. Oh, that's, that's kind of rough because I know that there are a lot of people that are experiencing symptoms right now that could be possibly diagnosed as an autoimmune condition or or maybe something that they don't have answers for. So I'm really curious as to at what point would you tell someone, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking for you, we're not asking you to diagnose, but just if you're experiencing something or if it doesn't make sense to you or how much of it should they be experiencing before they say, I should probably go see a doctor. And then my other question is, you mentioned an endocrinologist. Is that the right person to see all the time? I mean, what what do you do? Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's important. I believe that it's important to kind of know your body, be in tune with it as much as possible, even, you know, because when I was initially diagnosed, I was young, I had just had a baby, so I had all, already had a lot going on in my body and some changes happening. However, if I wasn't, and and thankfully I had a family friend who was able to pick up some things and kind of tell me where I needed to go. But, but for those of you, you know, who don't have that necessarily, you don't have a doctor in the family or a medical professional, I think it's just really important to know your body well, Um, know, you know, know some signs. If, if things are out of whack and you're just not feeling like your normal self and you're noticing changes in your body that are not typical, then that's when you need to kind of perk up and ask yourself questions like, is, is there something going on? And ideally, you know, you're going to the doctor regularly, you're getting your annual checkups and, and your usual things with, um, to check in with your doctor. So they'll be able to pick up on things, hopefully. But at the end of the day, you have to be your own best advocate. You have to know your body better than anyone. And you, I believe you do. So just be attuned to kind of changes that are happening into, in your body. So to your question about when do you know whether it's autoimmune in nature or not, obviously you won't know until you maybe get some tests run. But typically if it's an acute situation where it's like a one-time event, like you get a headache one day and then it goes away, okay. Well, that may have been just because of you had some stress and that caused the headache. But if you have persistent headaches, if they don't go away, if you're noticing that the headaches happen after you eat a particular food or after a particular stressful event, and you're noticing that it's becoming chronic and persistent, that's when I think you need to really identify and figure out whether it's something autoimmune in nature. And, you know, there are some, oftentimes some telltale signs Mm-hmm. autoimmunity um you know I, I talked about how your body will start attacking healthy tissues you know for a lot of autoimmune conditions that can mean your joints start to hurt you know um your maybe your autoimmune condition is attacking your skin so you're seeing skin changes 
So there are various signs that you can look for and pick up on that can kind of help you identify whether it may be autoimmune in nature, but you really won't know until you're diagnosed by a doctor or get some blood work done. Sure, and that's okay. So that makes a lot of sense to me. And that further um, explains a point of why it's so important to know your body because you'll notice these changes. And then like a lot of us experience with health or health concerns, sometimes our concerns are kind of pushed aside. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to your point to make sure that if we if we feel that something is going wrong, then we can seek out the proper help. Absolutely. So I started a journey on wellness several years ago, mm-hmm. and something I found found very helpful. I often hear you mention as well, and that's natural medicine. Mm-hmm. So how does that, how has that played a role in your wellness journey for you? And how, and how can other people use that in their wellness journey? Right. Well, natural medicine, I think, is very important. And people have different definitions for what that means. But I, I think it just simply means going back to nature, you know, using herbs, using plant sources, even when it comes down to your nutrition, um, you know, making sure you're infusing your diet with a lot of healthy greens and lots of fruits and a variety of vegetables and fruits as well. So I think it's really important to go back to the basics, you know, look at our ancestors even and see how they behave. Of course, you know, things have changed. Even our bodies have changed. Our immune systems have adapted to our modern society. So, you know, everything won't be apples to apples comparison, but we can definitely look to nature for a lot of solutions to some of our ailments. And in fact, um, I actually recently did a video on herbal medicine and I found this book at this yard sale and I've just been devouring it. I actually keep it next to my bed, like whenever I'm like, oh, what can I do to treat you know, this condition or this condition? So I'm looking up which types of herbs may be suitable for different ailments, common ailments, you know, things that are part of you know, autoimmune conditions, because of course with autoimmune conditions, you can have several different symptoms, several different issues that are going on in your body. And I think it's really important to look to, you know, perhaps some herbs or other plant resources or changing your diet to figure out how you can address those things. But natural medicine, I'm a huge proponent of it. You know, I do believe there is a place for, you know, modern medicine as well, modern technology you know, and I think it's really important to infuse both. But more importantly, I think it's it's really essential that you look to figure out what the root cause of your autoimmune condition is. Because I think there are a lot of triggers that can happen um, that can really mount, you know, start your, your get your immune system mounting in a new response. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, sometimes trauma, sometimes a very stressful event can trigger uh, an immune response. So it's just really important to look at the root cause at the end of the day. So I love that. Um, my Back to Eaton book, mm. it has traveled with me. As you know, I've crossed, traversed the country a couple times <laughs> in the last few years. And there are certain books that just don't make the cut because you have to like pare down and you yeah. just can't take everything. But that's one of the ones I keep and I use it as a reference often, like you said, to look up symptoms, what's going on, what, yeah. what might this be? I know just recently I was, I was taught to look at cravings sometimes as what your body might be needing. And I'm not a lover of cinnamon mm-hmm. and I was craving cinnamon. 
And I found that really strange. So I looked up, you know, what is cinnamon good for? And sure enough, it told me that it told me that maybe my blood sugar was a little bit out of whack. So I infused cinnamon back into my diet. I mean, it's just, like you said, there are telltale signs. And when you really get to know your body, then you can know if something's a little bit off or, yeah. or even a lot off and address it properly. Absolutely. So, um, no, yeah. I appreciate you saying that about cravings too, Valerie, because that's something that I see with my clients and with people that I talk to about what I do is, and one thing that I always tell them is, Sometimes cravings, like you just said, it could mean you're deficient in something. Your body is, is basically telling you, I need this. Or sometimes cravings can mean the opposite. And it's maybe you have some type of food intolerance to that. So I know gluten is a huge one for a lot of people. Um, and when I was at my worst, my worst condition, gluten was the thing that I found out was causing a lot of my problems, which included things like depressed moods, I had this persistent headache that wouldn't go away. And all I wanted to do was just sleep. I just wanted to sleep. And that was the only thing that made me feel better after I'd eat anything with gluten. And I actually did an elimination diet when I found out about this thing called gluten. And within three days, those symptoms that were causing me the most problems lifted. So that's why I'm such a huge proponent of nutrition. That's why I'm getting my master's degree in it, because I know that it has a powerful effect on you. If, and we have to choose wisely. And I know it's very difficult to get out of bad habits, but that's part of why I'm doing the health coaching too, is to help you know empower women, knowing that they can make these changes with some a supportive ally. So, and, and I'm so glad you're doing that work. The world is so fortunate to have you. Oh, thank um, you. So I have a, I'm gonna show my ignorance here because I really don't know the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. Is an autoimmune condition a woman's uh, condition or do men get affected by autoimmune conditions as well? Yes, to both questions. Um, unfortunately, women are more affected than men. Um, for some reason, women are just more affected and there are you know, statistics that show that women are have a higher proportion of autoimmune conditions than men do. Mm -hmm. um, I believe, I wanna say there's 75 million people in the US who, or maybe it's 50 million people in the US who have autoimmune conditions, I believe 75% of them are women. Okay. So that says it all right there. And us being women, we don't have to wonder why. <laughs> Doing everything is, is there it is. Just figures we'd have to shoulder an autoimmune condition as well. Right? There you go. I, I really do think it has a lot to do with our, you know, just our modern way of living. You know, we're going, going, going. A lot of women are holding down jobs. They're trying to take care of families and they're trying to do it all. And they're trying to look good while they're doing it, trying to take care of spouses and family members. And I think it's, it's just, it, it amounts to a lot. And so I think because of that, we are, we become, our immune systems become weaker, um, which then can lead to, you know, triggering an autoimmune condition. So that's just my theory, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's something interesting. Um, so are autoimmune conditions for the most part, um, I, I would say maybe derived later in life, we're not typically born with them. These are things right. that happen to us. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I and I'm not for certain on this answer, but I do believe that they appear later on in life. I mean, it can happen as a, as a child, perhaps. But I think oftentimes what um, can kind of be the, what breaks the camel's back is some type of stressful 
physiological event in a person's life. And that can then open up the door to an autoimmune condition. So good old stress right there, yes. the culprit once again. Absolutely, there it goes again. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. It's, I think uh, the one thing we can do for ourselves is really address self stress in a healthy way. And you know, like I said before, some stress is good. Yeah. It causes us to grow, but boy, when we have more than we should or in a different way than we should or in a different frequency than what yeah. we handle, it really does have effect on us. It really does. And, I, and you know when you're stressed, you can feel it in your body. I know I, when I feel stressed, I, I literally feel it in my body. So if you have like tremors or you have, you know, you're shaking or some people have stomach issues when they're stressed, that's why it goes back to what we were saying before. It's just so important to know your body, know when you, your, your body can't take it anymore and then figure out ways to de-stress. And I remember when I had my first job, I was working as journalist at Bloomberg News and they had someone come in and do a workshop for all the employees and they talked about stress. And I remember sitting there feeling stressed and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I felt like my, my chest was tightening, my stomach was, you know, I was having stomach issues at the time and so, you know, it's such, a, and that was maybe a year before, I, a year or two before I was diagnosed. So, you know, these things over time, if you never learn to deal with that stress in your life, never learn how to, you know, cope with stress, then it will have its effect later on, unfortunately. Okay. So we know that stress may be a, a reason why people may seek you out. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things a person might be experiencing when they look for someone like you, and I'm going to say you, if they really want to be in good hands, but what, what, are they, what are they experiencing? What's happening? In general, people are just feeling lost. There is a lot of information available to us on the internet, and you know it's very natural to want to go to the internet to find answers and to find some solutions um, and support. And so I know when I initially in my journey, I did the same thing and I found some really great support groups, but it's just information overload. So when people come to a health coach, typically they just want to help, you know, sift through all of that information and really hone in on something personalized. They want to figure out, okay, my doctor is telling me I need to do this. I need to take this medication or I need to make these lifestyle changes. It's a lot of information. I just need to streamline it so that I can take the next step and then the next step and then the next step. So as a health coach, that's what I do. I help, you know, get rid of the overwhelm and let's just pare it all down and let's figure out what, how can we make this personal to you and what's going to fit your life right now so that you don't feel overwhelmed and don't add more stress to your life. So I think in a nutshell, it's really, they're just looking for support they're looking for clarity on you know, what steps they need to take. And so I help them really get down to the nitty gritty and you know, you know, let's just close out everything else that's going on around you and let's just focus on you and the next steps that you have to take. And I gotta tell you, Emily, you're your own best advertisement because when you talk about the picture of health and beauty and, and wellness, I mean, that just exudes from you and radiates. So I can imagine that people that would seek you out and meet with you would just be drawn to the fact that you're living your message. And that means so much. I mean, because let's, let's just be honest here. 
none of us wants an overweight fitness coach, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is true. Yeah, it's like when is their when is their exercise going to kick in, or have they been so busy (laughs) that they can't? So, so um, just really being authentic. You know, I always talk about being authentic with your message and and with your communication. You you are the picture of authenticity to what it is you say, believe, and what your values are, and that really means a lot. Well, thank you, Valerie. And I'll be honest, you know, to be you know to be very candid about my journey as a business owner. It hasn't been easy. And we've had conversations about that. Um, You know, I've had, I have my doubts, I have my insecurities and, you know, I'm still, I'm still on, we're all on this health journey, you know, it never ends. So I'm still, you know, in this journey as well. I'm still figuring things out for my health and for my body. So I think that's really important too, as a health coach is that you're not, you know, above everyone else. Like I have the skills and the training that allows me to coach someone, but it doesn't mean that I'm perfect in any way or that I've arrived because I don't believe that I am. I believe that this is a continuous journey and, you know, it's about taking care of ourselves and investing in ourselves and being really intentional about that. I so agree, and and don't put all my business out in the streets, but you know, (laughs) we have had some conversations. I mean, truly, Emily, we all struggle with certain things. And I find that often some of the things we're challenged with, some of the situations we're challenged with, are directly related to the work that we do. Mm. So, I mean, I'm an implementation coach. I was having trouble getting things done. I still am challenged with it sometimes, but at least I have a set of tools that I can go back to when things just get completely out of whack. So that's one of the things I'm able to do. What have you found to be support for you as a business owner? Because now, you know, we've talked about this thing about stress. Mm -hmm. You talk about stress, like you said, business is not easy. And you have to wear all the hats and you're expected to have all the answers. So what do you do to get some support or maybe, you know, a sounding board or get some direction? Mm -hmm. Well, Valerie, I talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) I call you. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, really, that's what it boils down to. And I've had to learn this, to be honest with you. I've only, you know, been in business myself for a short time but um I, I had to learn that really quickly and and you know in fact when i met you going to that networking event was my intention was to meet other women like-minded women who were in business for themselves who i could learn from who i could support um but i really think that's so important is find a community of people who you really resonate with and you feel like you guys are on the same wavelength so that you can support one another and um So you've been a great support for me, Valerie. That's why I'm so thankful for having met you and building this friendship. And I just am so grateful for you because you have been such an integral part of my business and and the growth that I've seen. Well, thank you. I can say the same about you as I refer to you as my Emily. So we're all clear on where the boundaries are. (laughs) Exactly. So grateful to have you in my life. 
And then when we look at these, this circle of folks around us, I mean, some of them are there to support us on our journey. And then there are others that are there that can, we can be in alignment with as far as the services we provide our business. So what particular industries, what type of people, other business owners are really helpful for you to know and that you would like to align with because, you know, there's going to be other people listening to this from all walks of life, all types of industries. Who would you like to really get to know and, and start to work with? Yeah, I've been doing some more work on in this area too, because I realize partnerships are can be such a vital part of building a business and building your brand, um, but also just having that support system as well. And some of the people that I found have been very a great resource for me, but also people that I know that I want to refer my clients to in the event that I can't service them in a specific area. But I would say therapists, psychologists. You know, one thing that is obviously out of, the, out of the scope of what I can do is supporting people in you know, therapy and looking at their life in certain ways. Um, but that's an, a, such a huge part of my network right now. But another person might be someone who is trained in holistic care, um, specific, specifically like naturopaths and functional medicine practitioners, um, people who really are intentional about looking at the root cause of illnesses and not just diagnosing and then treating the symptoms. Um, because I really think in a really important part of health coaching is, you know, we're not looking to stay on the surface here, you know. So I think if you're going to have a doctor in your corner, you need someone who has that same mindset. Um, you know, even like uh, if it's like if it's a psychiatrist looking at someone who's willing to work with a patient who is trying to get off of certain medications you know they um, i've worked with people who are ne don't necessarily want to be on medications they want to be more natural so looking for psychologists who specialize in that type of work is really important and something that i'm looking into as well um, you know and then of course like um, chiropractors other types of practitioners who are you know a, a really emphasize holistic um, care and, and self-care, I think are really important for, you know, in terms of having people in my network and people that I'd like to connect with. Those are just some of the people that I, I'm interested in. Okay, that's wonderful. I mean, and you made such a good point there a minute ago, Emily, when you said finding people who pretty much have the same goals that yeah. you do from a health perspective, if I can just, you know, surmise it that way. Mm -hmm. I I know even with my own health journey, as well as I had the pleasure of being caregiver for my mom. Mm. And we ran into regularly doctors who had their own agenda. Mm. And I was always having to advocate for what it was she wanted. Yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, that's what really counts. And being more concerned about root cause rather than treating symptoms and just and just accepting symptoms to be there forevermore, that doesn't have to be the answer. Yeah. So I'm so glad that there are people like you who are doing this really valuable work to let people know that they can live better, they can feel better, and they can look better. Mm, amen. Yes. yes. <laughs> just all through wellness and research and finding the right people and... Like I said, anyone who lands under your shingle has found a gift for sure. Um, so let's go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. So, Miss Healthy Eater, you look fabulous all the time. Oh. What's the guilty pleasure? 
Oh boy. You know, I'm not, I don't keep this a secret. I don't think I try to be very honest with myself and others, <laughs> um, but you, and you know this, but for, for the viewing audience, um, <laughs> my guilty pleasure is definitely, I love to bake. Um, and of course I'm gluten-free, so I don't always have access to really good gluten-free treats. So I often, every once in a while, I shouldn't say often, but every once in a while, I will indulge and make some gluten-free brownies or gluten-free cakes. And of course, and I'm from the South too. So pound cakes are, you know, just very close to my heart. So I actually just made some, some pound cake recently, but I'm always trying to also look at things that I loved before and, and trying to make a gluten-free version of it if I can, if I have access to the ingredients and the right tools and everything. But that's it's, that's just something that's fun for me to do. And it it's also an indulgence, let me be honest. <laughs> Those are just some of the things. <laughs> and from what I've heard, sounds like it's a family affair as well, because, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, my son is, he just got into the Kids Baking Championship on Food Network, I think it is. And so he's been watching a lot of that and he's been very much inspired, I'll say, to get into the kitchen and do some things. My daughter, she's the same way, but my son is like, he's like, it's like peer pressure a little bit, you know, I'm like, oh. and, and just today he was asking to make donuts. And I'm like, can you, can we please just like take a break from the baking? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my suggestion is you make those donuts, put them in a Ziploc bag, put uh -huh. them in the freezer, and when it's safe for me to do so, I will relieve you of some of those because I have that, a similar guilty pleasure. So <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Well, Emily, as always, it's a pleasure to have spent this time with you. Time has just flown by. Um, we could probably yes. be here for another hour and a half. You know that, right? Easily, easily, <laughs> and we would not have even talked about or scratched the surface of all the things we can talk about. So, but this has been just a particular pleasure and know that I would love for you to come back very soon because again, we could talk about so much, mm -hmm. but it was so important for me for these, these first inaugural episodes of the Mind Your Business show to get in the people who are in my circle mm -hmm. and, and who are my support. And you are certainly one of those. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Valerie. It was just a pleasure as always talking to you. And thank you for letting me be a part of your, your show. I, you know, I love it. I love what you're doing and you're such a necessary voice in the business community and the entrepreneurs. So I know that you are going to continue to do great things and I can't wait to see what else is in store for you, but thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your holistic message. Um, as I've said before, the Mind Your Business show is all about looking at the entire picture of the business owner, whether it's from health or finance or structure of the business, because if it's about your business, it's always personal. We'll see you in our next episode.